On Mem Chesamud Beis, four lines from the bottom at the new Mishnah. Shor Shaim is Kavan Chavera. here would be the uh, fellow Shor. So you have an ox that uh, intended uh, another ox, Vehika Seishu, and instead um, smites or kicks a, a, a woman, Vyatsi Ladeha, and she was pregnant. Her She miscarried her uh, unborn um, uh, baby, Potomid Mevladis. In that case, a Shor would be. Um, off the hook from having to pay her, I guess it's the shore owner, from having to compensate for the uh, offspring or for the woman's baby. A person, um, in contrast, um, who is trying to um, hit someone else, and instead the blow lands on the woman, she miscarries, the uh, one who's responsible would have to in this case, yes, pay a compensation for the uh, unborn uh, child. How does uh, one go about and do that? How is the assessment made? So, we assess uh, the woman. How much was she worth, so to speak, before she gave birth, when she had you know another potential life in her? And how much is she worth uh, once she did give birth? And the difference would be what would have to be paid. Amr Shem Gamliel, who we boxed, Im Kane, if so, Misha Ishe Ledes Mashpachas. Well, if that's the case, then when a uh, woman gives birth, she maybe improves or increases in value, and as Raji says, we'll see exactly how to understand this line when we get to the Gemara. Ella, so Roshim Gamliel uh, suggests, Shamin Es Havladais Kamehain Yafin. You make an independent assessment of the, of the offspring, how much they would be worth, period. Uh, um, the uh, whatever the amounts, however we're going to assess these of Ladois, the one who gets it is actually her man, her husband. Let's say she doesn't have a husband. The money goes to the heirs of her husband. If she was a um, slave who had recently been freed, becoming a Jewish woman, uh, probably married to an Evid who had recently been freed and became a Jewish man, or a Gioris, she's a recent convert, who's probably married to a male convert. Uh, in those cases, the uh, the one who was responsible for ha- causing her to miscarry would be Potter. Okay, says the Gemara. Um, regarding a shore, we had the uh, mission that opened up talking with a shore that intends to gore another shore, but instead gores the woman, and compared that to a person who intends to hit another person, but intend instead gores uh, the woman. So regarding the shore, time of the miskaven lechavere. The reason, um, apparently, is because the shore was miskaven for another shore. Ha miskaven leisha. Let's say its intention was to gore that particular pregnant woman. Mishalom de vladois. The simple deal would be that yes, the owner of that shore would have to compensate for the miscarriage uh, miscarried babies. In which case, uh, question the next two lines, uh, should we say this refuser vacha barava? Why? Damar vacha barava, he had said, shvarim sheniskavnu leisha, peturin midmei vladois. That, he says straight out, if you have a shore and it tends to gore woman, and it, and it does, and that woman miscarries, uh, the owner of the shore would be potter from to vladois. So, uh, should we say this refutes, uh, ravada barava? Uh, no. Amar lach ravada barava. Huadin, the truth is, it'd also be the case, that even if the shore had intended, just like Avada Barava said, to gore the woman, and uh, the woman miscarries, the owner of the shore would be 
not liable, putter, from having to compensate for the miscarried baby. So then why did the Mishnah, in a seemingly misleading way, teach itself? A shore growing another shore, when the truth is even if the shore was going to grow the woman. Here's why. Because it was a second case in the Mishnah. Since it wanted to compare uh, the first case shore to shore to uh, person to person, uh, quote four words, Adam Shayim Miskavan Lechaveroi, and the right angles, comma connector, Dehachi Ksiv Kra. And the reason why this case is presented, a person um, intending to uh, uh, hit another person, because that's the way the Pasuk itself uh, presents it when it says, Ki Natsu Anashim, when you have people fighting uh, and one ends up hitting a pregnant woman. Therefore, Kama Kitani Reishanami, the opening case, is also taught in the context of a shore. Um, goring or intending to gore uh, something similar to it. Period. Amara Papa, Shifcha. Let's say you have an ox, it gores a Shifcha Kenanis, the Yatsu Yeladeha, and Shimis carries Mishalam Deme Vladis. There a payment would be required. Uh, why, my Taima? Well, Chamrasa Ma'avrasa Ba'alma, who? The Ozik. It was as simply uh, that which was damaged. Um, is viewed as a, a mere, mere donkey, uh, and uh, Damar Kra, like the uh, Pasuk, which we've brought numerous times, um, refers in certain ways to a uh, human being who is not um, uh, keeping Torah mitzvahs, a, uh, let's say a Gentile. Shvulach Empoi Im HaChamor, Avram tells those that he left, which is the Am HaDoyme LeChamor. Basically, uh, different ways we... Uh, View the damage. Says the Mishnah, case of Mishnah Demei Vladois. Um, now, Demei Vladois, I put that in uh, right angles and uh, read that as a question. Really? Demei Vladois? Um, Shvach Vladois, I put those two words in a phrase marking. Me What it should have said is the, uh, how do we assess the increase uh, that the woman had when there was a Vlad? Uh, what's this Demei Vladois? So, answers the Gemara, Hachinami Kamar. That's actually indeed what we're saying in the Mishnah. So how do we pay for the value of the Vlad as well as the increase in, let's say, the value of the woman when she had a um, unborn baby yet inside of her? I put an arrow on the margin pointing down. We're going to refer back to the Shvach Vladais about 10, 15 lines from now. Okay, so that's why we're reading the question. So the Gemara would ask, Keshem Shem Demei Vladais, is Keshem Shem Demei Vladais and Shvach Vladais? Well, Shaman Esaisha, we assess the woman, how much was she worth before she gave birth? And how much is she worth now that she did give birth? And that difference between the two is what has to be paid. Said the Mishnah, there was a, a dissenting opinion, Roshim Gamliel. I put right angles in over here. It's a quote from the Mishnah. Amar and I box Roshim Gamliel. Im Kain, Misha Isha Yoledes, Misha Bachas. Okay, now literally translated, Roshim Gamliel is saying, well, if that's the case, then uh, you have a woman, she's worth um, more after she gives birth. Now asks the Gemara, my Ka'amar. Like, uh, what exactly is going on? What's being said? The implication is that he said, well, if, this is what Roshim will be saying in Tanakhama, if it's like you said, then you have a woman being worth more after she gave birth. Well, the Tanakhama had said that she's worth less. So Amar Rabba, Rabba explains, I circled Rabba's name, I put a number one in the margin, Let's see, one, two, three, four, five lines later, fourth word on the line is Rava. I circled Rava over there and put number two in the margin. So we're going to 
have to give a little bit of understanding. What is Rav Shemagamlil exactly saying? So Amar Rabba, Hachi Ka'amar. This is what he's saying. Is a woman really worth more before she gives birth than um, afterwards? Um, we're, we're kind of uh, spoiled now these days. Most women who get pregnant, give birth, most births, and safely occasionally you hear of something going wrong, but it used to be a lot more dangerous for a, uh, a woman to uh, go through and, and give birth. Um, Apparently she's worth more, which Rashi explains. Rashi is about 10 lines down from where we are in the Gemara. If we see the Dibur Maschal and Rashi, she's worth more. Why? 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 Why, if she's pregnant, would she be worth less? Um, again, it was not uncommon that the woman would actually just die in, in childbirth. Um, comma, uh, and continues the Rashi, this, this is the way to understand what Shumar Lil said in the Mishnah. If so, shaman, that this is the evaluation, if you're saying the way you assess the damage caused by the woman miscarrying is the difference in her, what she's worth, but she's actually worth more now. That was Roshim um difficulty with the Tanakama. Ella, so back in the Gemara, we squiggle underline the Ella. Ella, shamanes havlada is v'nois in lebal. You make an assessment of the value of what the unborn child would be worth on its own, and that's what is given over, paid over to the husband. Tan nami hachi. We have a brisa that also brings out this point. It goes for two lines, starts here, and we'll call this the number one brisa. Says the price of Chiyisha Mishabachas Kaidim Shetelad Yosimilach Shetelad. Really, is she really worth more before she goes through that like dangerous uh, birthing experience and afterwards? Valoi Isha, and I dot underline three words Mishabachas LaAchar Shetelad. She's actually more valuable after she's given birth. Yosimim Kaidim Shetelad before more than she was before she gave birth. Say the first time Elasham and Esavla Dais Venais and Lebal. Rather. What do we do? And just like what we said before the Brisa, uh, you make an assessment independently of what are those Vladois worth, and that's the amount that has to be paid to her husband. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, that was the Rava approach. Rava, who we had circled, is at number two in the margin, takes a second approach. Rava Marhachi Kitani. This is the way to understand it. Vichiisha, Kama, Lamisha Yoledes, Meshabachas, Vein Laatsma, Bishvach Vladois Klum. That a, a woman, the one that she's giving birth to, that's the improvement, and and there's no shvach vladis at all, and, and there's like there's no uh, increased value of the woman herself. True, we make an assessment of what are the vladis independently worth. The husband gets that, and the shvach vladis, the increase in value because of the vladis, whatever that amount was, that she would have been worth more than we are. Hulkin, we split that between her and her, the man who impregnated her. Tangami Hachi, we have a brisa. This one, a little bit long, about two and a half lines. That brings out this point. Um, the brisa starts here, and we call this the number two brisa. Amar of Shemgam we box his name. He says Vichi Isha Meshabachas to the one that she's going to give birth to, meaning like her husband. That's the increase in value. Vain last, but she herself. There's no shvach vladis klum. Uh, that can't be Ella Shaman Nezek You assess whatever damage was caused to her, Visar and whatever pain was caused to her, Vishaman Eshavladis, and you also make an assessment of the Vladis independently, Vinois and Labal, and you give those to um the husband. 
Uh, and the Shvach Vladais, I doubt it on the Shvach Vladais, that is actually Chulkin split between the two of them. Okay, that's the end of the Snake Source, and as we noted by Boxica's name, two lines ago, Shumalil is the author of the Snake Source. The thing is, though, Kasha de Rabban Shumagamlil, Ad de Rabban Shumagamlil. Apparently, we have a stira in Roshumalil's, because over here it says the Shvach Vladais is split. Sounds like if there's Shvach Vladais, that a woman like increases. Uh, in her value when she's pregnant more than when she's not. And earlier we had said that, uh, no, no, a woman's actually worth more after she gives birth than before. So which way is it? Well, Loikasha, the issue basically is, is the first time she's giving birth or the second or later. Khan, the number one brysa, indicates that this particular female had never given birth has been mivakeris, like the word bechor, it's the first child she's giving birth to, that uh, apparently was much more dangerous. Once a woman, though, however, had given birth successfully once, uh, Khan, I squiggle on this word, Khan, this would be the second brysa, uh, the one authored by Shemgam Leo would be Bisha Eina Mivakeres, uh, where she is not giving birth for the first time. She's already done it before, and uh, we could just say even like the body is much more used to it, and, and we are, as a precedent, uh, uh, going to take as a given that she'll probably uh, pull through it all right. Period. I underline the word Rabbanon, for Rabbanon de Amri... Shvach Vladais Nami Labal. According to the Shitas Rabban, I put a corresponding arrow in the margin here who had said in about 15 lines ago that Shvach Vladais also go to the husband. My time, why? Why should the increase in value of the woman when she's pregnant, if there's a, a miscarriage cause, that why should that go the husband? Well, Kid Sanya, like we see in the following one and a half line, Brysa starts here. Mimash Mashinamar. The fact that it said in the Pasuk, Biyatsu Yeladeha, and her offspring came out. In other words, we call it, she miscarried. Any idea she hara? Like, a woman who miscarries, by definition, was pregnant right before that. So, Matamalamar hara. Why does the Pasuk have to tell me she's pregnant? Obviously, if she's miscarried, she miscarried from being pregnant. Well, Lamarlach comes to teach you that the Shvach Herayon goes libaal. That that increase, in other words, the husband impregnated her, and the husband's also considered uh, the one who's responsible for any increase in value that she has, and that's why it goes to him as a payment. Okay, uh, that's the end of the next source. For Shemuel Leo, we underline now in the Gemara, uh, what does he do with this term? Hi, hara, my darish, but he can't darish for the same thing, because uh, he said the husband doesn't get that payment. Well, me by LA, he, Shemuel Leo, would need the Pasuk, look at Sanya, to teach you that which is brought up in the following, just under one line, Brysa. Uh, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Oimer, Lo'ilam eno chayev ad she yakena keneged beis ha-herayoin. The word hara would mean that if some someone um, physically assaulted a woman and she miscarried, it would have to be um, near her base herayoin, like in, in her stomach, near near her area where the womb is basically um, located. Um, Papa, Lotima, don't say it has to be like right on her womb. That's where she got attacked. It's sort of anywhere on the body where there would be, um, sort of heats or, or benefit or circulation for the yet unborn child, which would be, we'll say, like the body itself, but not the arms and legs. So if uh, the woman, let's say, had uh, someone slam a baseball bat into her, her arm or her leg, um, that would not be the case. Said the Mishnah, I'm a rabba. I circled Rabba's name, I put a number one in the margin, and three lines later, I put a number two in the margin, there's Rav Chista, who will circle uh, there. Amaraba, so let's say you have a ger and gioris who are married. Uh, this whole discussion is when the ger was alive, umes hager, and then the 
uh, Ger passed away. Since the incident of the attack took place while her husband, the Ger, was alive, Zachabuhu Ger, the Ger, has sort of like acquired the rights to collect. Once he died, Zachabuhu Minha Ger. So then the um, attacker would have um, uh, gotten those rights back, or the, the, the need to have to pay back from the Ger when he died. So let's say she became pregnant from her husband, the Ger. He dropped dead three months later, and then a month later she got attacked. Ihi she would actually uh, have the rights to collect it. And there would be a responsibility to pay it to her, to the woman. Rav Chista, who we also circles the second approach, she says, Mari Dichi, the master of this, like the person who just said this, well, one second, I guess he's referring to Rabbi, he says, Atu Vladis, Tsrari Ninhu, Vizachibu, what, uh, unborn uh, uh, baby embryo is Tsrari, is like a, like a bundle of cash um, that, like, someone could be Zaychid from Hefker, no, 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 Ella, so I squiggle on the Ella, Ella, Iselebal, Zacha Leirachmane. If there's a husband alive or a man who had, the one man who was responsible for impregnating this woman, then the Torah gives the right to him to collect the, uh, for the miscarriage, uh, lace of the ball. But if there's no husband, low. Period. Mesve. The Gemara brings a two line Tanaic source. It's going to be a question on Shitas Rabba, the first approach. Says the Brysa If you have a person who, uh, hit a woman who was pregnant and her um, yet unborn children uh, are miscarried. So payment for the damages to her or uh, her pain and suffering, those are payments that she puts in her bank account. The value of the Vladis goes to the Baal, the husband. If for whatever reason there's no husband uh, anymore, so it goes to the husband's heirs. Comma. Ein ha'isha, if there's no woman, for whatever reason, let's say she died shortly afterwards, noisen your sheha, it goes to those who inherit her, kama. If the woman in question was a haisa shivcha finishtachra, a shivcha who had been freed and is married to an evid who had been freed, and they had, uh, she became impregnated from him, or a gioris who was married to a ger, and, the, and she became impregnated from him, then zacha, zacha, here apparently would mean that the uh, the one who had caused the damage uh, doesn't have to pay. He like pockets the money. Um, that's even apparently after uh, the, um, the 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 death of the gear, he damaged her. Uh, he gets to keep it. That sounds very much like what Rav Christus said, not like Raba. And the Gemara gives two answers. Answer number one is here, and answer number two is right at the end of the bottom line where there's an by same. So answer number one, Amri. Well, one second, is this Tanaic source any different or better, literally, than our Mishnah itself? Well, we had our Mishnah, and how was Rabba Maikim our Mishnah? Do Ukimna, he establishes, talking about that the injury took place when the Ger was alive, and then shortly afterwards died. So two over here, he'll tell you, the uh, the attack or the injury to the uh, woman that caused her miscarriage happen, miscarry happened when the uh, her husband, the convert, was alive, and he died shortly afterwards. Ibayseima. Alternatively, a second uh, answer. Le'achar um, misas hager. That it's talking about after the ger died. 
Utsni, and when we had that last word in the Brisa of Zacha, Zacha means like he gets it. Um, well, it, it could be more like Zacha, the one who's entitled to gets it. In other words, Sni, read it or understand it as Zachsa, she gets it. There's a one-liner, top-line in Taisvis that says, Ve'ein magia ha uh, the Gemara on the first two words line is not telling you to change the word in the Brisa. Ella Kaloimer is telling you to understand when the Brisa said Zacha, what it means is Zacha, Mishi Yeshlois That uh, merited is the one who has the merit. In other words, the Zacha could even be referring to her. The Gemara suggests maybe the whole thing, this whole machlokes between Rabba and Rav Chista, Lema Ketanoi, is actually a machlokes Tanoi, as we'll see in the following three line Brisa. Uh, box off the Brisa starts here. It's going to be basically, um, seemingly our case. You have a Bas Yisrael, a rather Jewish girl, Shanice Laguerre. Her husband is a, a convert. Venis Abram Imenu, she became pregnant from him. The Chaval Ba, and then someone uh, hits her, damages her, um, and she might miscarry the baby. So if uh, colon bechaya ger, anulin bechaya ger. If it's during the lifetime of the ger, noisin de mevladis leger. Then whatever the assessed value is of the uh, miscarried uh, babies, uh, that goes to the man. Kama laachar misagir, and I underline laachar misagir. If apparently the uh, attack took place after uh, the man who impregnated her died, then tani chada. I squiggle on tani chada chayev, and I squiggle on tani chada. And there's another. Uh, conclusion to this that says Potter. So we have two Tanaic conclusions. One says Chayev, that ostensibly, my love, Tanoininu. So Rabba, who had said Chayev, would be the one who goes like the Brysa that ends Chayev. And Rav Christa, who said Potter, would be like the Brysa that says Potter. So we could match up each Amira with one of the two Tanaic approaches. Well, Le Rabba Vadai Tanoihi. Rabba, who had said Chayev, can only be going like the Bryce that says Chayev. There's no way we're going to be able to fit Rabba into a uh, Bryce which says Pater. However, is Rav Chista limited to being going only like the Pater Bryce, or can he explain things so that he could be going even like the Chayev Bryce? El Rav Chista, me lema, should we say, are we forced to say Tanoihi, that he's only like one side of Malchus Tanoim? And the Gemara answers, Loi uh, Kasha, which, I don't know what the Kasha is, but Rashi does a Kaloimer. In other words, Rav Chista could tell you that He's fine with both of the Tanaic conclusions. Ha, Rabbanon, the Tanaic conclusion that was straight Rav Chisla that said Pater is going to be like the Rabbanon who Rav Chisla is going like. Whereas, ha, the uh, conclusion that said Chayev, that is actually like Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. Says the Rashi, cross from here about three, four lines up in the Rashi, like Kasha, Kolaymar. I squeal underline the Kolaymar. I'm like Rav Chisla. Rav Chisla could tell you both those Tanaic sources, the conclusion says Chayev, and the conclusion that says Pater, would be going like him. Then what do you do with the conclusion that said, one word's right angles, Chayev? That's Bishvach Vladais. I squeal in Shvach Vladais. It's the increase to the woman because of the Vlad, uh, not the Vlad itself. Valiban is going according to Rab Shimon, meaning I think Rashi usually calls Rab Shimon, Gamliel Rab Shimon. Damar Isha. Palga behu The woman would split the uh, um, payments for that, and she is still around. Well, back in the Gemara, the Gemara says Yirushim Gamliel, my Yirilacharmisa. Then why do you have to come on to? It's only after her husband died that would be the case. Question mark comma filu nami. Even if her husband was still alive, yes, the palga she is entitled to half of the shvach vladis. 
Well, that's true. However, Mechayim is palka. If her husband is alive, she gets half. You know what? Lachar Misa. Kule. If her husband passed away, then she's entitled to the entirety of it. That actually, both Chayev and Pachu would be going like Vladis. The conclusion that had said Chayev would be going on the increase in value in the woman based on the fact that there's a Vlad inside of her, not including the Vlad, whereas Khan, the Pator, would be in the Demei Vladis. Now, the Gemara has a question on this. Amri, Amri can either be a question or answer. Here it means a question is presented. Mishvach vladois, lishma dmei vladois. Umid rishonam liel, lishma rabbana. Many times if you have one case being taught according to one tana, you can make inferences from that and know what the other case would be and what the other tana would hold. Um, the Rashi says like this. This Amri... Rashi is uh, deeper Masa, about five lines below where we are in the Rashi's. Amri, Im Kane, and I double underline the Rashi, Kashal Rav Chista. So the, the problem is here, we're going to ask, according to where Rav Chista explained things, Demi Shvach Vladois, Hamagia Chetzia Bechaya Ger, if she's entitled to half of the value of the Vladois, uh, goes to the Ger, and she gets half, he gets half. Ikamar of Shimon, and Shimon said, Well, if he died, she's pregnant, and she gets all of it, she gets his portion also. Then Nishma, we could, should be able to conclude from there. De zachsa nami be de mevladeis balshios. Get the mevladeis de maishna de mevladeis mishvach vladeis. Like if she gets some sort of vlad payment from her husband after he dies, and she get all the vlad payments after he dies. Umi de Reb Shimon, and again, I think Rashi throughout the Shas refers to Shulam Lil just as Tam Reb Shimon. Keep reading in the Rashi. The Reb Shimon dashmin and de zachsa bechalkai. We can also understand her here. Nishma nami the rabbanan de zachsa be. Cool on that she should get all of it. The only disagreement is alive or dead. The fact that she is entitled to things after he dies. So back in the Gemara, Amri, we now answer, there's a big difference between the Shvach Vladis and the Demei Vladis, and you can't compare or confuse the two. Shvach Vladis is Shaycha Yada Begavaya, where she has a Shaykhis already automatically getting 50%. Therefore, you can imagine a situation, Zachibu Bekula, where she gets all 100% because her husband's not around. Whereas, Kama, the Demev Dois, which is something that is exclusively the husband's when the husband is alive, Delo Shaykha Yada Begavai, where she has no connection to it, then even when the husband dies, Zachibu Klaus, she gets no Shaykhis to it even after he dies. Period. Boy, me name of Yaiva Saba, underline his name, me of Nachman, and I also underline of Nachman. How about this? Let's say you have some IOU documents of a uh, convert. Um, what do we say? Uh, let's say you have them, and uh, do you get the paper if the gear drops dead? A Odilma B. A Man de Maxak Bishtara. That person's holding on to the document, usually Adaita de Ara who de well, your intention is that which is written in the document, like the land that's leaned to whatever the deal was, uba'ara ha loy achsik, and the truth is the person is not like holding on to or possessing the land, vishtar nami loy kana, and he also hasn't acquired the shtar, daite, delav daite ashtara. He's not thinking about the document, he's thinking about the land, or maybe no. Odil my squiggler in the Odil, Odil my be, daite nami ashtara, or maybe no, he also intends for the piece of paper that the shtar is written on. Amar so it says back Rav Nachman, Ani Mari, Ani Mari, like uh, answer me, O 
Master, what do you mean? Does he get the rights to what's in the document or just the document? What's the document? It's just a piece of paper. You think he needs a piece of paper like to use as a bottle cap or a bottle cover? Amarle? Yeah! Lots of lots of things were items were a lot rarer and more valuable and more appreciated in those days. But yeah, that, that would be the issue. Period. Amaraba. <coughs> I underline those five words. And three lines later, directly underneath, it says, I underline those five words. So here's the two cases. He is a mashkin, a collateral of a Jew who had borrowed money from the ger, and the ger has that item. And then, Mesa ger, the ger drops dead. Uba Yisrael Acher, some other Jew comes along, the and takes, let's say it was an emerald green bowling ball that the Jew had given as a mashkin. Well, we will actually seize it away from the second guy who hopped the bowling ball, my timer, cave under Misle, Ger, since the Ger died, Paka, Le, Shibude, whatever Shibudi had is also gone, and whose emerald green bowling ball is it? The first guy's. So the fact that some second guy came along and hopped it, uh, sorry, buddy, we give it back to the first guy. Whereas the flip case, if, and I underline these five words, Mashkoine shall Ger be if the emerald green bowling ball of the Ger is Biad Yisroel, and then the Ger drops dead, Umesa Ger, Uba Yisroel Acher Vehichsikban, some other Jew comes along and takes the emerald green bowling ball. Well, you know, let's say the emerald green bowling ball is worth $200 and the loan is for 100 so Zekhana Kenegad Malisov, the original person who had the $100 loan and was holding on to the $200 bowling ball, he gets $100 worth of the bowling ball. Vizet, the other guy, Kanez Ashar, gets the rest of the value of the bowling ball. Asks the Gemara, well, one second, why should that be? Vamai? Question mark, comma. Tikni lechatseroi. Why don't we say the fact that the emerald green bowling ball was in, like, the guy's cabinet or front yard or courtyard or wherever it was, it should acquire there. A person's property can be coined as something for him, even, like, without his direct knowledge. So the Gemara attempts to answer Amri Hachomayaskinan. What's the case over here? De Lase, he's not around. In other words, he's just out of town. He's on a business trip. He's not in town. He's not in his house or in his property right now. And the general rule would be, I vectored the word kol, and the last word on the next line is also kol, I vectored that. Kol any scenario, where he is around. Like, if you wanted to, he could simply make a regular old Kenyan on it. Matsikani, you know what? His land can also acquire something for him automatically. As opposed to where the guy in question is not around. If he wanted to make a Kenyan like himself on something, he couldn't because he's not around. He's not in town. So his Chatser also will not be Kainet. However, the Gemara uh, suggested that. However, the Hilchasa, I put a Hilchasa marking on this Hilchasa, the Hilchasa is the Leise Bechatserai De Loikana. That it is not, that the Mashkon is not in his Chatser. If it was in his chatzer, so we could say his chatzer would be kainet, but the case over here is that the mashkin is not in the person's chatzer at that time. Adkan.